said, won't he do it? Won't he do it? He has proven himself time and time again. Just for the fact that we are yet here today. He's proven himself again. Someone didn't wake up this morning. Someone laid down last night and did not wake up. Someone lost life this past week. Life's been taken out daily, but God is still yet doing it for us, working it out for us. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory in this day. But truly, it is the day that you have made, and you tell us in your word that we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, and we don't take it lightly. To come into your household of faith, God, to receive a word from you, straight from the master's desk. Father, we thank you for keeping us, even as we slumber and slept on last night. Keeping death, though, at bay, God. Oh, God, we know, Father God, even in death, though, Father God, we win. So we thank you, Father God, for all our loved ones, near and far. For the, the youth, Father God, and they say, oh, God, just exuberantly gave you praise on today. We thank you, Father God, that we shall come as a child, Father God, unashamedly, Father, right before our master and our king to give you glory, to give you praise for all that you have done and all that you continue to do in us, your people. So for that, Father God, we will say thank you and amen. You may take your seats. Amen, amen. Today, we're going to continue on uh, our theme for the month. It says relationship status. Amen. And we have a little video I want to show you. Uh, if you would, Minister, bring the volume down just a little bit for me. Because it's going to come off kind of loud. In the pictures, it's depicting relationships between spouses, between children. Mothers and fathers, sons and daughters. Friends. Amen. Thank you, sir. There's one that was not depicted. One relationship that was not depicted but sets the tone for all. And it's the relationship with God. Why? Why can't we depict a, relation, a picture of, of us with God? Because no one's seen God, right? God is a spirit. Amen? And it said those who worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. So I chose that video because it depicted the things that's been spoken about earlier throughout the month. Beginning with Bishop, he talked to us about the importance of having a proper relationship with your spouse. But how many know if you don't have a relationship with God, you won't know how to treat your spouse? God is so, so profound in all his words and in, in his instructions for us. He sets it for all our aspects, all aspects of our lives. Next, Bishop talked to us about the, the importance of the relationship of us with our children. How many of children can be a, a test at times? 
And if you're not a godly parent, you won't know how to handle your child. Because why? You handle them the way the world handle them. You mistreat them. You abuse them because that's what we see in the world. Oh, yeah, we see some loving relationships, but not all, right? We see some that uh, you wonder, God, why did you even bless them with children? Because they misused, used those children, misused their children. Someone would love to have a child, but God hadn't blessed their womb to be able to bring forth children. But you see some that, God, you, you question yourself, God, why? God said he's sovereign. Maybe it took that of them having children to be able to one day to come to themselves, to recognize the importance of why he gave them that blessing. For children are a blessing from God. Amen? So this one relationship I want to talk to you about today. trying to get the technology to work with us. You can bring up my first slide. There you go. The single most important relationship for me is with God. Because if I have a proper relationship with God, then what? I'm going to get into my word. I'm going to know how to treat my spouse. I'm going to know how to treat my children. I know how to treat my friends and my colleagues alike. Amen? He even tells me how to treat my enemies. Love those that uh, would misuse you, spitefully speak about you, slander your name. God tells us to, to love them in spite of that. Pray for them. Why? Because God is a God of love. He's not a vengeful God, a God of hate. But don't get him wrong. He said he will allow his wrath to come upon us. Why? If we dabble and continue to dabble in sin. He'll turn us over to a reprobate mind. He did like he did with Nebuchadnezzar. When we get too proud and caught up in ourselves, God said, I'll, I'll let you go. You think you know it all? You know more than me? And I'm God? So what did he do with Nebuchadnezzar? He turned him over to his own self. He grew hair, such as an animal. You didn't even recognize him as a human any longer. He was the king. God has no respect of person. God said, all of us should come to acknowledge the fact that he is God. But God is so loving. He desires to have a relationship with us. Next slide. I got four points. Point one is simply this. God loves you. Exodus 34 and 14 says, you must worship no other gods, for the Lord, whose very name is Jealous, is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. 
So I think that tells us the seriousness of our relationship, right? With God. How serious he is about our relationships. Don't put any else, anything before him. Not our spouse, not our children, not our friends, not our colleagues, nothing. For he is jealous. God loves you and wants you to know that. He wants you to know him. Amen. He said, so he can fill you with the peace and give you real life. Peace of God that transcends all peace that this world would never give you. You can be in the midst of a battle, yet have peace. You can be in the midst of a storm, a relationship, or what have you, a life, a circumstance, and still God can give you peace with it. For God, he touches you and lets you know, I have you, my daughter, my son. Goes on to say, God loved you and the people of this world so much that he what? Gave his only son for us so that everyone who has faith in him will have eternal life. That's how much he loves us. That's how serious he is about this relationship. It's an eternal thing. Who wants to spend eternity with God? It's not a trick question. It's not a trick question, I promise you. I would, I would surmise that we all would, right? But you know what? There's some out there that don't. Why? Because they love sin more than they love God. They love the sinful nature. We was all born in iniquity, right? But God said he didn't mean for us to stay there. That's why he gave us his word. He said, study my word that you might be able to find me. Understand, that's how much he loved us. Jesus said, I came so that everyone who would have life and have it in its fullness. So God paved the way for us through his darling son Jesus in John 3.16. He knew first Adam messed it up. It was going to mess it up. So he had a, a plan for us, if you will. Not a backup plan because God don't have a plan A and a plan B. God's plan is omnipresent, omni-knowing, omni-important. He's the only God, right? True living God. So he already had a plan for us. Since God planned for us to have peace and life, why why are we so far from God? What separates us from God? Sin. Or, I would say self. Because when I give in to sin, that's when I separate myself from God. When I give into my nature, when I give into this flesh, that's what separates us from God. We all have to make decisions on a daily, right? Whether we're going to serve God or whether we're going to serve the devil. Because if you don't serve God, who you serve? Whether you want to call yourself a devil or not, I ain't saying that. All right? I ain't coming to get deep with you this morning. I'm just coming to talk with you. All right? We want family, right? We all believe this of Christ, right? So God said, make it plain, make it simple, that everyone that's in the room will be able to understand it. God, he really cares about your, his relationship with you, our relationship with him. 
Next slide. Point number two. We are separated from God, and we already said this, and we know this, by our sin, right? Since the beginning of time, we have chosen to disobey God and go on our own way. Some of us think we got it going on. We know it. You can't tell me anything, right? Some of the young people of the day, the millennials, whatever they want to call themselves, amen, you can't tell them anything. I don't want to go to church to be preached to. I want to go to church because, Bishop, I want a social gathering. I just want to talk with my brother and my sister. We just want to have fun, have lunch and brunch, whatever you want to call it. Then I'm out, I'm out the door. Not looking for any word. Not looking for anything that's going to sustain them when they find themselves into a situation where Google won't be able to get them out. You can do a whole lot of searching through Google and find a whole lot of answers. But Google don't have it all. Right? Sometimes you need to just go back, what? To the scriptures. To God's word. Because that's where God said there's nothing new under the sun. It's all been done. The things that we see happening now, uh, they just, they've been done in the past. Solomon Gomorrah was what? A forefront of what's happening today. What was happening in Sodom and Gomorrah? There was men loving men, women loving women. There was all types of craziness going on within that city. That's why God said it was so evil, he needed to destroy it. Take it off the face of the earth. I was surmised to you that you can even pick some cities in the United States that he might be doing the same thing. or calamities that's happening in other parts of the world. You say, God, why do you allow a tsunami to hit that country and take all of the people out? What was going on that you didn't like them or you didn't care to, to protect them, to keep them? But God said, he won't send a flood again. Right? What's coming next? Fire. I don't want to go to hell, and I don't want any one of you. That's why I have to tell you the truth. As a minister of the gospel, I have to tell you the truth. So I don't come to share my words. I come to share God's word. Amen? Romans 5 and 18 says, yes, Adam, one sin brings condemnation for everyone. When Adam sinned. See, that's how important it is. We go back to the beginning. God wanted a relationship with Adam. Then he gave Adam Eve because he said it's not good for man to be alone. Adam wanted to blame it on Eve. It wasn't Eve. It was Adam. If Adam would have stood his ground as the man that God put there, we would not have known death. Who are we allowed to talk to us? Who has our ear? The adversary. The enemy. The evil one. Who, who did he come to us as? As an angel of light. That angel of light can be your friend sitting next to you. 
that angel of light could be anyone that will allow themselves to be used by the adversary. Amen? Judas Iscariot was what? Who was he? He, he was a, a disciple of Jesus Christ, one of the apostles. But he betrayed, betrayed Jesus. Jesus knew it. So any of us are subject to our, the adversary if we allow them to get into our ear and get into our head. Amen? All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. A whole, God's holiness. Sin is choosing to say or do or think things are against God's plan. The results of unforgiveness Sin is what? Death. But God's gift is eternal life, given by Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 2 and 10 talk to us about the importance and understanding of knowing what separates us. The only one way to reach God. What is it? I know it's a rhetorical question, right? We heard it before. We heard it many a times. The only way we can get to God is through who? Jesus Christ, his son. And I gave you the scriptures to find that, right? John 14 and 6. So he is the truth, the way, and the life. And you can only come to the Father through the Son. Amen? Amen. Next slide, please. Point number three. Jesus Christ died for our sins. He didn't die for his sin. He was the only sinless one. But because he understood what his father wanted him to do and the importance of him doing his part, the importance of us having a relationship, a proper relationship with not only the father, but with Jesus Christ. Because him and the father is what? They won. They're one. Jesus Christ God's son, he is the only one who can bring us back to God. Therefore, he gave us what? The gift of reconciliation. Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave. He paid the penalty for our sins, for the transgressions that we did, and that some of us are still doing. Until we come to, the, to our senses, because we haven't always walked this way, right? I haven't always been a, a, a minister of the gospel. But I'm so glad that he gave me time after time to get it right. To receive him. To receive the instructions in which he wanted us to receive. Even today. He's still talking to us through his word. 2 Corinthians 5 and 18 says, And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. That is why it's so important that we not keep this gospel message to ourselves, but we share it with the nations. How do you do it? You don't always got to go around holding a Bible. Live it. Live it. Every day, you show Christ when you live a holy lifestyle. You show Christ when someone, which you know they don't like you, Tilo. Your co co colleagues on your job was talking about you. You heard them talking about you, but you still treat them with love. 
you still show them the respect, even though you know that they don't respect you. I choose to, to take the higher ground. I won't bring myself low because someone else wanted to go low. Been there, done that. I've shared many a times my, my, my testimony when I was in the, in the military as a first sergeant. I had sergeant majors that was outranked me, but I know they didn't like me. But I was the first sergeant. And I told them when I became the first sergeant, I'm saved. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. But you know, as one made it a mission for himself to make life miserable for me. I was in a company, it was 16 sergeant majors. I was in a headquarters element. So I had a two-star general stood in my formation every morning. I had a command sergeant major, and then I had 16 staff sergeant majors. This one particular sergeant major, the S3, who's supposed to be what? Someone to look out for you and train you up as a first sergeant, right? He said, I'm going to make life miserable for you. Because he knew he could, because he outranked me. But God said, I got you covered. He said, you got one that outranks him. It's your command sergeant major. So whenever the, the G3 wanted to try to play games with me, I go talk to the command sergeant major. The command sergeant major said, don't disrespect him. Do what he told you to do, but leave it up to me. Same thing with the, the command in general. I have colonels, lieutenant colonels. He said, don't worry about them. First start, do your job. I got your back. So see, God protects us. He put us in position of authority so that he can have his way with us. That his will will be done. So don't ever be ashamed to represent Christ. No matter what level you are. Amen? Your relationship with God is more important than any of the other stuff. And God said, I want a vessel that I can use. That's why I put you there. To be my instrument that I can use. Amen? That's why we do what we do. There is only one God, and Christ Jesus is the only one who can bring us to God. Christ died once for our sins. An innocent person died for those who are guilty, my Lord. Christ did this to bring you to God, to bring us to God. So that's how important it is that we understand our relationship with God. Amen? And don't take it for granted. God has provided the, the only way we must make the choice. He don't force it on us, do we? He said, no, uh-uh. I won't force myself upon no one. You have to choose me. You have to make a conscious decision, a conscious effort every day, whether you're going to live saved or not. I don't have a heaven or hell to put nobody in. So you get no condemnation from me. But I'm going to give you the word. Allow you to choose it. Which way you're going to decide. Amen? Next slide. Point number four. We're almost done. We must receive Christ. The only way we can get into God's glory and into eternity with him, right? We must receive Christ. So Romans 10 and 10 comes to mind. Romans 9, 10 and 10 come to mind. Because first, we what? Make confession with our mouths, right? 
And secondly, we have to do what? Receive in our heart. With the mouth confession is known, but in the heart it is received. We must trust Jesus Christ to forgive our sins. The only one can forgive our sins. Amen? He cast them into the sea. God said, I won't be remembering the things that you did in your past. I don't care about none of that. I won't bring that back up. Unlike man. When me and my wife wasn't saved, can I just share with her? She is not in the room, so I can share. She said, I remember what you did when we first started out in marriage, right? So I thought you forgave us. She said, I did, but I didn't forget. So, you know, I, I, I laugh at that, and I keep that in my mind. Amen? I said, but God don't do that. God don't bring up the things we did in the past. Right? Unlike man. Even the one that you love and you're married to. Amen? God would never throw it back in your face. But I'm so glad she don't do that anymore. Amen? She's really saved for real now, Bishop. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Savior and serve him as our Lord. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. So if we receive them as our Lord and Savior, we are children of God. That's why we can call ourselves children, truly children of God. If we receive Christ Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. So therefore, you are children of God. So God changed your name. He changed your relationship. That's what we're talking about this month, right? In the month of February, relationship status. And the last one, Bishop saved it for last. He didn't do it by mistake. He did it because, you know, everything else that we've talked about thus far comes down to what? Right now. If we don't have a relationship right with God, then we cannot have our other relationships right. We won't know how to treat our spouses. We won't know how to treat our children. Right? The word of God tells me in terms of raising my son and my daughter, he said, Father, do not exacerbate your children to anger. Do not cause them to become angry with you. So I really had to think about that when I was, it was 2000. God convicted me. I said, how can I tell my son to not smoke when he see daddy smoking? My daughter. She was in school at the time, and she said she was doing this D.A.R.E. program, right? Talking about smoking. Daddy, don't you know smoking is bad for you? It can kill you and all the other things that comes along with it. So your children are are constantly there in your face telling you, right? And daddy had to correct himself. So I stopped smoking. And for someone to say that they can't stop smoking cold turkey, they're a lie. You can. If you get the right motivation. Amen? You can. Just like we're drinking. Amen? Cold turkey. Both of them. Amen? Because I wanted to live right before my children. But more importantly, I wanted to get things right with God. Get my relationship right. Foul communication coming out your mouth. Refrain language. Can you stop it? Yes, you can. I choose not to because the word tells us, it says, let no profane communication come proceed out your mouth. As a man, a woman of God, as you professing yourself to be a child of the Most High God. So this should be something distinctly different about your talk versus someone that's in the world. If people look at you and you see the same thing they see in the world, why? 
how can you really truly profess that you are a Christian? Because they see no difference. Say, I don't need to go to church. Right? That's what they be saying. Because I don't see any difference. We have to live this thing. And that's what I choose. Romans 5 and 11 says, so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord, Jesus Christ, has made us friends of God. When we have a real relationship with God through Christ, life gets exciting because he stirs us up a passion on the inside of us that love people. Don't he? Some people that you didn't think that you would actually like, that you actually have a love for them. You want to share God's love with them? Amen? And a smile, what does it cost you? Nothing, right? How much does a smile change a person? When they come in your office and you give them your beautiful smile, it changes their attitude. Even if they came in with a nasty, you know, disposition on them, right? Tilo's smile at them, it changes. God said the simple things, the simple things, amen? And we don't have to struggle to do the things he called us to do. It just happens naturally. God put it in us. Everyone wasn't called to be a teacher, a preacher, a minister, right? God just wants you to do whatever he calls you to do. If it's just to be a disciple. Because that's primarily what he calls us all to do, right? To be a disciple. To be a follower of Jesus Christ. To be that example in your community. To be that example on your job. To be the example on the bus. I catch the train every day going back and forth to Stuttgart because that's where I work at now, right? I'm called to be that example. Someone was sitting in my seat and didn't want to get up. Guess what I did? I gave them a seat. I didn't have to, right, because I paid for the seat. You make reservations to pay for your seat. The seat costs you €4.50. Was I, do I lose my salvation over €4.50? No. So Dwight went and took himself, sat inside in between the cars, and I was content. Why? Because I was on a train making my way from Stuttgart back here. I come to realize the important thing. And that is to always know who you represent. My relationship is more important than anything else. And I will refuse to be made a mockery of and to make a mockery of God. Amen? Last slide. Whether you received Christ last week or 40 years ago, I encourage you to take a fresh perspective on your relationship with God. Take inventory and ask yourself, why do you do what you do? Is it out of obligation? Or is it because you love the Lord and desire an intimate relationship? God loves you and desires to have a vibrant, enjoyable relationship with you. The greatest thing you can do is to get up every single day and love him in return. Amen? Love self. So we didn't come to keep you long. We just wanted to give what the Lord said 
to do and move out the way. Always been one. Uh, my bishop has taught us to stand, speak, and move out. It doesn't take God all day to do anything. Amen? So we don't need to keep you long just to know that you can make you strong. Amen? But we want to be obedient always to the word of God and to the Holy Spirit, the unction and the leading of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I'm going to pray today for all of us that's in the room. We thank you, Father God, that you have brought us to another day in you. That you have covered us one more time with your blood of your darling son, Jesus. Even as we traveled to get here, God, that it was your protection that kept us. We could have been in an accident, Father God. Could have been taken out. We just turn on the news sometimes and we see families going on trips but never making it to the end state. God, we thank you for being our protector, our provider, our sustainer. Thank you for our children, the ones that you have blessed us with in our union. For those young uh, singles who's, who, who's growing right now, God, we thank you for, oh God, bringing them together, Father God, with the one that you desire them to be with, Father God, in holy matrimony. We bless you, Father God, for the offsprings which will come about, or even just them coming together underneath your holy glory. We bless you, Father God, for, oh God, bonds and, and binding us together like never before. Thank you, Father God, for loosening the, sh the shackles, Father God, that used to hold us back. God, we can tell our adversary, Satan, he's a defeated foe. But we come to the knowledge and understanding of who and whose we are in you. We thank you, Father God, for the, the love relationship that you desire to have with us, your people. That you created us to be instruments of praise. You created us to be instruments of worship. And you created us to have a relationship with you. So for that, we say thank you once again. And we'll be so careful to give you praise, to give you honor, and to give you your glory. In your precious son Jesus' name, amen. I'll turn you over to my bishop.